Hey everyone, and welcome to the weekly catch up podcast. It is Wednesday, February 26, 2020. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B Rad Colvin. That'd be me. What's up, man? Oh, man, hanging out. We're back on a Wednesday, two weeks in a row. Episode 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Vainty. Oh, Vinti, episode yeah. Vainty. Shout out. Diazzy Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Well, I didn't realize that we were ordering a 20 at Starbucks this entire time. <laughs> hey. All right, man. You ready? I'm ready. Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci. How they deep in they bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. Shout out to David the Psalmist for that lovely intro. Yes, thank you, Mr. David. Yeah, man. How's it going, Carson Gibbons? Man, it's going. Yeah. Hump day, baby. Hump day. Made yeah. it halfway through the week. What a crazy week already. <laughs> How so? Oh, just there's a lot going on. Um, I meant to update you. You remember how last week I was I told you at the very end of the podcast that I was gonna be able to join my family for a mountain vacation last uh, weekend? Oh no. So <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but I booked all these flights late at night. I was very tired. Yeah. And wasn't the weekend that my family was going to the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> that is gold. I, I just started like looking at the calendar and reconciling their texts. And I was like, why did I buy flights to go there this weekend? Oh, like, no. They're going this weekend. And, you, and you can't make that? No, I, I'm going to make it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that's part well, of the reason why this week is crazy. Cause got it. Once I found out that last weekend wasn't the vacation, I'm like, well, this is so convenient now. Like, it's another week away. I don't know why I was under the pressure so much. But yeah, my dad had just texted me and said, hey, dude, you should come join. Like, just fly to Albuquerque. We're going to Red River, New Mexico. Yeah. Which was our old stomping ground as a family growing up. We always went skiing there. Probably nice. 12 consecutive years is my guess. That's great. So a lot of a lot of childhood memories and, and good things occurred there. And so I, I had been brooding on the fact that they were all going to be there without me on this family <laughs> vacation. And last week I told you about the last family vacation to the Broadmoor. Yeah. And so I have rosy memories of these folks. <laughs> right. My, my immediate family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so I got to join. I'm going to fly out after work on Friday and then fly back Sunday. Okay. So it's going to be a quick um, little weekend. Love Field to Albuquerque, rent a car, drive three hours, get it done. Cool. So anyway. Well, I'm glad you're still able to make it. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, I can just <laughs> I can just picture you freaking out after you realize the dates. Yeah, I think I was in transition too. Like I was going from I think it was first realized in the shower or something like that, and I was like, I'm gonna look into this at work, you know, because <laughs> um, that's I go to work early to meditate and yeah. you know check any personal email and stuff like that prior to kind of getting into the day, if you will. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> So I did the meditation work. Well, dude, I've just been going through this. um, Yes, meditation works. Like no, I know, I know, I know it works. I'm asking particularly in this instance. No, I've been going through the. Were you better off? Were you better off for it, dude? Literally speaking of meditation and weird things, I come out of meditation on Monday morning, 
I'd gone and tucked myself into the furthermost pod from everybody, a um, little bit of privacy. And I put on the AirPods, I turn on Sam Harris Waking Up Podcast, um, I'm sorry, Meditation App, and I go to one of the practice sessions, Okay. and I come out of it, and I always put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I look at my phone, and it says that it's 8.13 a.m., mm. but my watch that is always on my wrist says that it's 8.27 a.m., mm. and I literally, in this moment, I had some Wi-Fi issues the day before. I thought to myself, maybe maybe Apple needs a refresh. Like I trusted the watch over the phone. And Yikes. so then I start replaying, have I brushed up against anything with my wrist to the extent that it would have moved the tiny little dial yeah. to like move the time that precise amount? Because like it wasn't like it was 3.32 p.m. and the, the hands had stopped ticking. Right. That was my first thought was, the battery was out and it, it had frozen at a different time. Mm. But no, it was the same day. It was just about 13 minutes off. And so I'm reconciling. I'm running around trying to find a third opinion on what time it actually is. And <laughs> and that was coming out of meditation. So I was like, what did Sam do to me? <laughs> That's great. It's funny it's that we just <laughs> like I'm wearing my Apple Watch right now and it's been dead all day. Like it was dead this morning when I put it on. <laughs> I never uh, thought about those things running out of battery per se. Right? Are they not uh, solar powered? No. Okay. Yeah, you charge them. And how annoying! Uh, yeah, they last for hours, but it's like you know you're wearing it. Somebody asks you for the time, and it's like, sorry, my watch is dead. Anyway, you're like it's Steve Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Jobs o'clock. It's Rip. dead. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Hey, I like that one. You're welcome. What you got? <laughs> um, How's your week going, buddy? Uh, my week's going well. Um, we had a career day yesterday and so I only had a half day of work and that, that half of work that I did have, people were just in my room, uh, trying to convince these kids that, uh, their job is awesome. <laughs> that Votech is the way to go. Yeah. Who, what industries did you have represented there? Um, so our principal's son came in with his business partner and, uh, years ago, they started a company and uh, of like installation for doors and windows. And they actually, um, I guess, made a contract with Home Depot. And so they were like that company was the sole company in charge of installing all those doors that were ordered from Home Depot. And then that business was sold. And now they're doing the same thing for Lowe's. And um, so they just came in to talk to our students about that and how, you know, they had gone the college route. Um, but then ended up being college dropouts, but they're still really successful. They were like, yeah, um, starting out, you know, our, our people get paid about 60 to 80 grand. And then I'm just over here like, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you got a card. You're jumping out of the window. To right. go apply. Yeah. I'm like, all right, kids. Well, listen up. Um, Class is dismissed. If you need me, I'll be in the restoration aisle. <laughs> yeah. And they were there for my t first two classes, the first two sessions. And then I had two more people come into my classroom. There were several and a bunch of different classrooms, but I had three different people come into mine uh, doing two sessions each. But that first one was the most interesting to me just because uh, they were funny dudes and the stories that they were telling were pretty great. Sounds like they've had some pretty good success. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. They both just bought like houses in the same neighborhood and they, you know, they, um, 
they planned the like i guess they chose everything so they started from scratch and got to choose everything they chose all the doors and windows <laughs> right oh, wow yeah. amongst other things so. wow you know they ball in when they choose in doors and windows <laughs> that's what son. i'm saying Those, man dude doors themselves can be oh yeah expensive and it's amazing what an accent piece it is for your curb appeal yeah. honestly like yeah. shutters doors um i don't know i've always liked the more uh, modern homes like um I don't know. We can get into that another time. But uh, so, what was the call to action? Like, what? Let's say that they met a student. Let's say that they met Billy, and he's like, "Listen, I'm a doors and windows man. College isn't for me." Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, what they, What mean, happens? They, so some of the kids were like, "Well, can we, like, can we apply now?" <laughs> and they're like, "Well, are you 18?" And the kids in my room, I have some uh, 12th graders that are 18. What but, about the 19-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> no um and they were like well if you're 18 then you you know you can't apply and uh so i mean they were more than open to it um the second person that came into my room was an entrepreneur and he like gave more examples of um jeff bezos and elon musk and really didn't talk about what he does so much <laughs> so <laughs> the kids weren't <laughs> the kids weren't super convinced um going that route <laughs> <laughs> what to just talk about people and not do anything yourself yeah lane yeah um and then the third one was a um sheriff deputy oh yeah and she like sh she's only been a sheriff deputy for i guess like six or nine she, months now mrs yeah. officer yeah she's like 21 22 she just she is a graduate from cta um so i guess they were familiar with her so really locally sourced folks. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was just going to be big box. You want to be a nurse? You want to be a teacher? You want to be a pastor? No, we had dentists. We had construction workers, um, um, chiropractors, a bunch of different stuff. Hmm. How do you feel about chiropractors? Do you think that's a real thing? Because I, I hear that it's like totally technically not. I hear it's a temporary thing, like temporary relief. Right, but the actual practice is nothing medical is what I've heard. Yeah, it's just like, here's a garbage can, like, bend over it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that what's going on in there? I'm pretty sure that's like an episode of The Simpsons or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just like popping their back over, <laughs> over something. It's just like giving them a little shove. You remember crossing your arms and having somebody pick you up from behind oh, yeah. to pop your back real good? I like, miss those days. Yeah. Now, now nobody can I need one of up. those. Well, you can pick me up yeah. after this, and I'm definitely going to make you do that if I remember. All right. <laughs> I will repay you unless I cannot find you or I forget. <laughs> Great. That's my dad's favorite line from Shrek. <laughs> Love it. So cool. Career day. Uh, so you had a half day yesterday. Yeah. Boy, you're just chilling. You're just laying in the cut. You know, life is a box of roses. Nice. Chocolate. I was gonna lie. Life's like a box of chocolates, but I know what I'm getting. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm more confused than when you started. <laughs> you clarified, and I'm more confused now. <laughs> yeah, no, it just, you know, just <laughs> trying to move on. All right. Brad's high on life, folks. Um, so I heard your daddy recruited some new listeners, and they got some ideas. Yeah, shout out to Heather Laws and uh, her family for giving us a little listen. Um, on the last podcast, we had kind of just told the fans to uh, give us any ideas that they had, you know, to like, what should we call our fans? 
And I can't believe anybody thought that we were serious. Like we yeah. actually wanted their feedback. <laughs> I'm playing. I want all the feedback. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I'll start off with my dad's. Um, oh, yeah. Which Please is, do. Which is going to be a top contender. Oh. <laughs> all um, right. This is what Dean thinks that we should call the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast fans. Yeah. And... Drum roll, please. <laughs> wow, I really regret having done that. I wish I hadn't done that. I feel like okay. that's going to play awfully. That's going to be great. Good soundbite. Um, the weekly herrings. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> like red herrings, or well, it be but like. It's like supposed to be like because they listen, so they hear. But it's is he talking about the, the like bird? the bird? Yeah, they listen because they hear. Mm -hmm. What? Anyway, moving on. Wait, wait, wait. go back. <laughs> Explain. Uh, I'll the have, weekly herrings. I will bring about a part two for him uh, after he listens to this. I'm sure he'll explain. Okay, so so you didn't even seek further clarification. <laughs> you were just like pass, <laughs> kind of. Okay, but did he um, have more? Um, I think he came up with a few other, like, I think he just said like peeps and a, you know, a few other things, but <laughs> yeah, that that's an option. <laughs> anyway, he's like, why don't you call them listeners? <laughs> <laughs> See, my, my dad always loves whenever you give me a hard time. And now that it's on him, I know, I hope you're enjoying this. Part. I stuck up for him on Uptown Girl last week. Oh, definitely. I definitely went hard on the sauna stuff, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So. Yeah. I mean, my dad continues to maintain that he and Dean should get together for a catch-up podcast called oh, I uh, the weekly the weekly cleanup podcast. Yeah, I forgot to, to tell my dad that. Yeah, so yeah, the weekly cleanup. Dean, my dad Bob wants to know that our moms have met. <laughs> Dean, Bob. <laughs> so my dad, uh, he just presents this as matter of fact. He's like, I maintain Brad's dad and I should get together and do the weekly cleanup after you boys. <laughs> oh man, that's gold. They're our biggest fans, though. Yeah, love that. Um, anyway, so Heather Laws, and it would maybe have been one of her sons. So we're the weekly catch up. And, you know, I have my little pun about the catch up and the must heard little bit. Oh, dude, I never understood what you were saying with that. <laughs> that is... makes complete sense now. Yeah. And oh. you've had this revelation on air before, too. <laughs> no, no, you didn't explain it well. Okay. I didn't realize. I just went yeah. along with it the first time. Yeah, because I explained that there are condiments. Anyway. Right. I, I did not. Yeah. I just now got that for the first. I've gone along with it to the extent that I say it's the mustard yeah. of the week. Yeah. Well, ketchup and mustard. Dude, I feel so stupid. Yeah, it's like now you, it's pretty clever, right? It's like when you listen to a song in a different frame of mind that you've already listened to a thousand times, but on a thousand and first time, you actually get it for the first time. Yeah. That happens to me. That yeah. Okay. That's I how I feel with, with what you're saying right okay. now. Okay. Well... Since we're the weekly catch-up, she thinks the fans should be called either French fries or tater tots because you have tater tots like with ketchup, you know? Okay. I'm just now realizing that everybody thinks that we're the catch-up podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> Well, it's just a pun. You didn't put the hyphen or the little dash in the logo. Well, ketchup spelled differently anyway. Like, So that's not the issue. It's, it's just a pun. Okay. So the French fries? Yeah. Okay. French fries or tater tots. Okay. It's not, it's, I, I that's, that's an idea, yeah. Heather. Thank you for that. Heather Laws. Yeah. Like L A W S. That's right. That's Laws. Yeah. She's my dentist. <laughs> nice. 
Um, <laughs> okay. No. Um, so, all right, you French fries out there. <laughs> you tots and bots. <laughs> Let's catch up. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think I like the herrings. <laughs> All right, Dean, you win this this round of. <laughs> uh, I'm just. I love it. Can I pass on all of them, or what's what's? <laughs> no, we have to make a decision now. Um, I told you to come up with something. I think I think the that weeklies was... tops all of that, right? I, yeah, the weeklies was always my favorite. But that's, that's what we tweeted this week as well. Yeah, but maybe our maybe uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I want to uh, Heather Laws and fam round two. Like, keep it going. That's. I just connected the dots on what Brad has been talking about for the past 20 weeks now. So, you know, I'm not enlightened by any means. So show me the way. Uh, there might be more puns that this show might take on a whole new flavor, if you will. Oh, oh. Whoa, now he's joining in. <laughs> now he gets it. All right. Why are you trying not to laugh? <laughs> because I don't want to be loud into the microphone. Oh, just do it. Rip yeah. and roar, baby. All right. What uh what do you want to talk about first this week, man? Um dude, I don't care. I've got I guess some current events that I could Well, I'm trying to think. There's been some primaries. I know you hate talking about all that. Yeah, there There's was some, some there were some debates last night. Apparently, 150 million Americans have been murdered since 2007, according to uh, Mr. Joe Biden. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 matter of fact, in fact, what we need to be doing, in fact, is to uh, everything <laughs> is in the facts. He always goes in fact, like he has these uh, transitions that that's his entire platform now yeah. it's just in fact it's listen. his um in or fact, like yes. yeah it, it was torture to have to watch him last night and then you see somebody of equal age in bernie and it would pan to bernie directly next to him and bernie was like light speeds ahead of him just so much more articulate with it passionate he knew what was going on yes i feel bad for biden like yeah he's he's a nice set of veneers on a dying man he should have stayed Obama's meme. Yeah. Oh, we got stuff to talk about on memes, too. Oh, okay. We'll come back to politics, okay? <laughs> All right. Take us down this little road. Did you catch any of Kobe's funeral? Oh, we're about to talk about Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tried. I watched all of Michael's speech. Same. It was a, roughly like I, 10 minutes or something like 12, that. 12. Okay. 12. And... Um, the fact that he was able to be funny and sentimental and vulnerable and mm. all of these different things. I like it when people um, demonstrate their closeness to the deceased by making a joke or, you know, he yeah. always loved to do this and right. he'd get on your nerves and yeah. little brother. Shaq but, had one of those too. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can do that one. I will. But yeah, I, I thought that whenever he, first of all, I saw the video thumbnail on YouTube Okay. of of Michael Jordan at Kobe's funeral which was at the Staples Center on two Monday maybe mon uh might have been sun I don't, I can't remember now. it was this week I feel like but anyway um and it looked like somebody had put as the thumbnail of this video the the crying Jordan meme and I was like well that seems kind of disrespectful but then I'm watching the video and I'm like no this is, this is he's literally is doing new. his own meme yeah. and he goes I I told my wife I didn't want to do this speech because 
I don't want to be a meme for the next three or four years. <laughs> and everybody lost it. I mean, yeah. it was a, definitely a lighthearted moment, but he was crying a good portion of the speech. For I sure. was as well. Yeah. Um, I tried to watch Vanessa and just had to turn it off because yeah. at one point I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Right. Like, I couldn't believe, first of all, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting. I'm like, what is this, a roast? You right. know, like yeah. the Friars Club funeral of Kobe Bryant. Like, yeah. what was he seemed like sentimental and choked up at different points. I don't know how much you watched. Um, I just watched snippets like I didn't watch live and I didn't watch the in, the thing in its entirety. Um, I'm sure he was just there to kind of like, m- you know, move people along. I don't know if he was really there as like a roast master or anything. But then again, I, I didn't watch the entire thing. So I didn't really even see any of his bits at all if he had any. Okay. Well, did you want to talk about the Shaq one? Shaq's piece, or do you think that's yeah. too risque? I mean, you know, I, I'll uh, edit. Yeah, I'll edit. So Shaq, he was saying the first time that um, he really considered Kobe, or the first time he ever started respecting Kobe was when Shaq came up to him and said, hey, man, there's no I in team. And Kobe goes, yeah, but there's an M.E. in that mother. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. And then he just goes on to just talk about how, like, how that's his brother. Like, you know, he just viewed him, like, as a sibling and how Kobe was, or or, uh, Michael Jordan also talked about that, right? And it was Michael Jordan that talks about how Kobe would message him, like, at three in the morning um, with, well, what do you think about this move or how do I improve on this? Um, so that was actually really cool. Like just listening to all those stories. Yeah. I don't think I was aware of like what a tight relationship they ended up having. It's great to see that. I know that Shaq and Kobe were at odds at different points in their career. And after, you know, Shaq hung up the, the, the basketball shoes, (laughs) like like, the the jersey, they're not cleats, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Real struggle bus here. Um, but I feel like they reconciled late in Kobe's life. Right. Um, I feel like it was on a path to that. I don't think there was ever a decisive moment where they, you know, squashed something trivial. I feel like they just acclimated back to being more okay with being in the same place and liking each other. And yeah. What's your take on that? Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, just, yeah, you could definitely tell that there was a lot of love that Shaq had for Kobe, um, just from his speech. Um, I also liked, uh, how Michael Jordan was saying, you know, typically, uh, us as fans, we like to pit them against each other whenever we talk about who's the greatest of all time and everything. And just how Jordan, like he just wanted to see Kobe win, you know, it wasn't, um, it wasn't about like, who's the best or anything that, um, they could put that aside and just, he could help mentor him. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I think everything gets dressed up in death for sure. I I know that, you know, it's always rosy in hindsight, but I've also heard that if you beat Michael Jordan in pool, he would absolutely hate you for two weeks and not speak to you until he had beaten you at pool. Like he was such a competitor. I feel like at one point he was playing 54 or 72 holes of golf a day. And sometimes he and Barkley and some of those guys were going upwards of five, six digits a hole in gambling like we're talking tens of thousands (laughs) hundreds of thousands per round type deal that's insane yeah and if you've ever seen barkley's swing it's extra insane yeah (laughs) um 
Well, keeping it in sports, I don't know if you saw any of the Fury versus Wilder fight. Mm, I didn't see any of it. Um... So this is the second time that they've met up. Um, so it's Fury versus Wilder 2, uh, because the first fight resulted in a draw. Now, these two fighters are both, or before this fight, they were both undefeated, and then they had one draw, and that was against each other. And so they came back um, to see who could win, and you know, it resulted in somebody's first loss, and, and somebody remained um, undefeated. And so uh, Fury ends up winning, uh, I think, in the seventh round. Um, maybe in the fifth or sixth round, he punches Wilder in the ear, and his ear starts bleeding, and it really throws off his balance, and he's really unable to dec- uh, recover. Um, he's kind of getting his butt beat like the entire <laughs> the entire match. I don't think he won a single round, to be honest. Um, maybe the second round, like it was close, but he was definitely out of his league this fight. Like I don't know what he had been doing to be training for this rematch, but um, he was clearly unprepared. Um, and then he kind of blamed his loss on the outfit that he came out wearing uh, during his intro. Okay. You want to elaborate on that? Sure. So Fury... Is he the one that kept his shirt on during the weigh-in? Um, maybe so. I can't remember I heard the that one in. of the fighters kept their shirt on during the weigh-in and that the only time that you do that is when you don't look good or you're fat. And so that's what they were saying. And so it makes me think that it, you're talking about the same person with the lack of preparation. Maybe it was the same person that kept their shirt on. Um, maybe. I don't know. He looked pretty fit, so I don't know if it was that. Um, he just, he didn't weigh enough. Like he didn't have enough strength behind those punches. But what about the outfit? Yeah. So uh, let me first start intro to the fight. Yeah. So they both, you know, come out of the tunnel and it's their hype music. They're trying to get the crowd hype. I thought Um, they usually just wore like a robe of sorts. Well, yeah, that kind of used to be the thing, but now it's like, especially whenever it's a big fight like this, like these, if you watch any of the, any, any boxing, like this was, one of the bigger marquees like this was a this was a pretty big fight um and so they didn't come out in their robes fury came out on this throne and uh oh let, what's he had this one song playing um it was oh patsy klein's crazy and so it's just this like nice like sweet kind of little song you know you you typically think that they'd come out with this hype music and he play, he plays patsy klein and he's just on this throne, and it's on wheels, but it looks like he's being carried. Um, and so he he comes onto the ring, but then Wilder comes out in like this Black Panther, Power Rangers looking suit, and he's like decked from head to toe, and, and it's like this blackish, purplish, uh, graphite, like sparkly type of costume. And apparently, it weighed a ton. And after the match. Wilder's like, I'm not going to make any excuses, but you know, the outfit that I was wearing, it like, uh, you know, it hurt my legs. And um, he was just, I don't know. He said he wasn't trying to find any excuses, but he clearly had some. (laughs) He's like, no, no excuses, but I'm not comfy. (laughs) Dude. And then, um, oh, at the end of the fight, um, uh, who was, oh, Wilder, after or sorry, Fury, after he wins, uh, he begins singing uh, Don McLean's uh, American Pie. 
<laughs> and he go, he sings like the first and second verse. Like, and, the, and there's not music playing behind him or anything. He gets the crowd. Apparently, he's done this in previous fights. Um, but dude, a- after getting beat and after getting a TK, like, if you TKO me and, and then sing American Pie, yeah, like, it's I, demoralizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh. Wow. Not about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't watch all the. I'd like to start watching more fights. Um, I, I was definitely aware that it was, um, what is it, uh, Fury, Fury Wilder, um, yeah. part two. I was aware that it was upcoming. I even, I even watched like Fight Companion podcasts and stuff where they barely talk about the fights, and usually it's more MMA based. But I definitely knew that this was the cream of the crop when it came to boxing. But I just don't, I don't go to the pay-per-view and stuff like that right did you watch it at alex or yeah i went over to okay. alex and gerald came over so you know we split the fight again like we did with uh mcgregor and um okay just helps helps a bit yeah no 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 i think it's contingent on who are the tightest guy friends that you hang out with on the weekend when yeah that kind of stuff happens right um but great segue for bringing them up let's talk about gerald for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> gerald <laughs> yeah so before the fight Mr. I, no bio. I had met up with <laughs> yeah nice nice little twitter bio. I, I took a screenshot of you know when he had the middle finger for c gibbons i was like <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and memorialize this moment yeah, yeah uh, save so I, that one i screen grabbed your booty gerald mr g that's right so yeah i saw a tweet what yeah, um, we met up before the fight in Fort Worth because the dude had been craving a rematch since I roasted him on air. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I will say we ended up playing six games. We both won uh, three. And so... Uh, Just decided to leave in a tie? Yeah. The fight was about to happen. The fight was about to happen. Um, and I will say, I think he won like the last three, like I won early on and then he started winning and I was like, well, let's call it a tie. I'm out of here. So what you're saying is you rematched Gerald and ping pong and he didn't win. (laughs) Um, I mean, he won three times, but I will say the first game he lost 21 to three. So yeah, but he heats up, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He heats up. I, I tire I quit out. Caring. After I beat somebody like three or four times, I'm like, yeah, you won one. Here here you go. Yeah, you got it, buddy. Here you go. Hey, so good job, little Because I'm a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> one of God's boys. Yeah. <laughs> so we walk out of that ping pong room with Jesus in our hearts. That's right. <laughs> I rewatched that special after we talked about that. The Ovon, baby. So funny. Yeah. Um. So cool. Good for him. Way yeah. to tie. Right. Everybody loves a... A tying loser. <laughs> I'm playing. I love Perfect. Gerald. Hey, Gerald, that can go in his bio. Gerald, I, I had a, I always had a huge man crush on Gerald. Oh, you know, he was one of my favorite peeps back in college, and just funny dude. Yeah, good looking man. Good peeps. Yeah, he was historically our best looking friend, especially yeah. in terms of like muscle mass that you don't have to work for. No doubt, ever at all. Just washboard abs and. You know, he didn't take his boots off long enough to hit the gym. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how does that happen? I don't know. Genetics. So, uh, cool. Yeah. Was that it about Gerald? Yeah, or... that's it about Gerald. Enough about him. I was hoping there was even more juicy <laughs> stuff. Nah. <laughs> uh, so, how is he enjoying uh, being on Days now? Dude, he's loving it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
I was like, the difference is night and day. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, he, our dads right. don't need to do a podcast. We've got dad jokes for everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, clean that up. Yeah, <laughs> clean that up. Oh. Yeah, nothing, no, nothing more on Gerald. Moving on. What do you got? Um. Oh, wow. Way to just throw it back on me. <laughs> All right, let's go back to... Uh, the debates, because we were kind of talking about that. Yeah, did you catch any of last night? It sounds like you saw some highlights, at least. So, I tuned in... To... I feel like you could watch blooper reels on YouTube, and it could just be <laughs> Joe Biden. So, last night, in last night's debate, he announced that gun violence was appalling, and that 150 million Americans had been killed in the last 13 years yeah. by guns. And I was just like, that can't be right. Yeah, that, <laughs> I was like, that's like half of us. Can I see the, can I see the chart? And nobody checked him on that last night. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm sure that, that we were all like that. That shows how out of touch he is and that he can just say stuff. And we're like, Oh, Joe, when are you going to drop out of this yeah, race? crazy guy? Uh, no, I tuned in uh, to see Bernie Sanders yelling. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I, I see it. I got he, it. He's winning, dude. Yeah, I he saw. is the front runner. Yeah. Although, I didn't want to like Bloomberg, but I like Bloomberg, you know. Hey, did you see him have a little slip of the tongue? Or, you know, he was, uh, he accidentally said that he bought seats on the Senate? Uh, Yeah, I mean, he, you can say that he accidentally did. In his mind, that's what he was thinking, you know. Yeah. It, it's refreshing to see some money in the Democratic Party, baby. <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, I loved it in the last debate when he goes, this ridiculous conversation is what gets Donald Trump reelected. Like, and he's been very unapologetic and short, short of speech on a lot of things that they've thrown at him, yeah. but also is Warren, very dismissive. Of, is it Warren that's been attacking him? Man, she has been. Oh, man. I thought about this last night. I just thought it's crazy how much I hate this woman. <laughs> like, she's so annoying. Like, who wants to listen to that? I'm sorry. I'm really letting my feelings be known here, but no, that's fine. You know, I hated her when she was just a senator. You know, mm. she's annoying. She's like that, you know, overreaching mom in the group that's like, now don't do that and ma make sure Sally gets to play too and just shut yeah. up, go away. You don't, you don't think there's a necessity for those type of moms? No, no, we'd be fine without her kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> no, she just. It's interesting because I feel like you make an issue of something when you acknowledge it, when you address it. And it shows that she's felt intimidated by the rise of Bloomberg in the the process yeah. and the fact that he's been able to elevate his position in the polls due to his exorbitant media buys where he's been promoting himself. Like he hasn't technically been on the ballot for any of the states until Super Tuesday. So, you know, he didn't even compete in iowa or new hampshire for instance okay so uh he, he's banking on having delegates that rack up on super tuesday that are in excess of any of the people who were on the ballot in iowa and new hampshire um but she has just made it a, she made it a point to differentiate herself from bernie last night and say why she thinks that she would be a better president yeah and then she just she continually goes after bloomberg for like 30 and 40 year old NDAs that he has with women that I, I haven't pieced it all together. I haven't gone in search of it, honestly, but it sounds like maybe he made some comments and or jokes back in the day that necessitated some sort of 
uh, NDA or some something to that effect. Right. And she's like trying to tell him and Bloomberg to essentially release everyone from their NDAs ever. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> someone's never done business. <laughs> right. I mean, I have NDAs, you know, and I'm not nearly successful enough to be accused of a me too <laughs> nor my nor is my conduct ever there necessitated a me more too. importantly but let's be honest too even if i had harassed somebody i'm just a poor harasser <laughs> you know yeah yeah i can't get much out of you so anyway yeah i'm like i'll sign it but you're not getting anything <laughs> anyway so she just keeps dragging this stuff out and it's like oh so you do feel threatened by bloomberg because you know, you're not punching down, you're only punching up typically, Yeah. you know, in the, in this kind of situation. So, but his dismissive nature over it has been comical. It's been refreshing. I'm not sure how much of the mainstream um, or moderate Democrats he'll capture. Um, he's been pretty, he and Tom Steyer have been more, he, Tom Steyer and Amy Klobuchar have all been rather candid that their goal is to win the mainstream Democratic Party, the moderate Democrats, and also moderate suburban Republicans. Okay. You know, so they want to remain, yeah. you know, they're going to honor the Second Amendment. They believe in capitalism, but conscious capitalism. Yeah. So they're like right leftists. They're they're honestly like old Republicans, except that I guess that things like abortion um, have become a real like that's a portion of the, the Republican agenda that I can't get behind personally. Um it's why I'm not, I'm not really a Republican. I, I felt like I was because I was more fiscally conservative, if you will, okay. just in that, is it conservative to want a balanced budget, which I know Trump hasn't accomplished at all. He's contributed to that uh, problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm more fiscally conservative, but socially I'm extremely liberal. I'm for the, you know, um, legalization or, or at least decriminalization of most drugs, like even hard drugs. I'm for uh, the legalization of sex workers in this country. Um, I think that when you take away a black market, you take away a lot of the elements of danger and the murder and the violence. And, you know, why not tax it, regulate it, you know, um, have studies on these different like sell sell marijuana above board and tax it and regulate it and make it an industry where people can make a living um you know for sex workers the biggest reason why i support legalizing sex work is because who are you to tell anybody what they can do first of all second of all when you legalize it you end forced prostitution Mm. because it's just a choice at that point and it's a regulated thing so the more areas whenever you outlaw or um, make restrictions to abortion, all you're doing is creating a vacuum where back alley abortions begin to happen. Right. And it's just not a positive thing. It's, it's one of the reasons why, you know, at best I would be a very far left leaning, uh, Republican. I'm really more of a, an independent Democrat more than anything, but uh, I just can't get behind some of the woke uh, social justice warrior speech and vernacular. Um, I prefer my news served to me straight down the middle in kind of an a-hole kind of way. So that's why in certain ways I do like Trump for those reasons, you know, like he's, I know what he is. Um, and I know his strengths and his weaknesses and that's it. Uh, 
I don't support all the things that he supported, yeah. you know? Yeah, that makes sense. But it's hard. I mean, I, I would probably, I felt last night like Bloomberg and Amy Klobuchar were winking at each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like they connected after the debate. I felt like they reiterated certain points and made a, an effort to not smear one another last night. Okay. And I just felt this inkling of like, oh, is that, that they could maybe run together? Is that the ticket or... there? Like, is that president, vice president? Okay. Um, I don't know why. I don't I don't even think this is sexist. This isn't my preference. But obviously, Bloomberg would be on the top of that ticket and she would be the veep. Um, okay. She would be providing the Washington experience, the the female portion of the ticket, yeah. uh, the more mainstream Democrat, because apparently he hasn't been a Democrat for very long. Right. And because he's an outside businessman, he's basically running as Donald Trump light. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. he was talking about policies last night that he was like majorly in support of. Like they talked about criminal justice or criminal justice reform, um, as well as. Uh, some trade agreements and all of these positive things that they were showing off and how they would build on that. And those were Trump policies enacted in the Trump administration. Hmm. So it was kind of like, okay, I'm seeing this totally different vein right now where it's like you can go far left with Bernie and Elizabeth mm -hmm. um, or you can remain much more, you know, middle of the road, which is my preference. Uh, Biden's out. Tom Steyer's out. So that really only leaves Klobuchar and Bloomberg. Yeah. And I think it'd be fascinating if either of them took Trump on. Yeah, for sure. I'd be okay with Bloomberg being president. And I would love it if Amy was, but she's not going to. Yeah. I just, I can't see it happening. No. It's interesting though. I was watching a breakdown of uh, some of the early vote in, I guess it was New Hampshire. And they were showing how uh, whenever, if you're under 35, for instance, Bernie's your guy. If you're under 45, Bernie's your guy. Right. The minute you go up to the uh, 40s, 50s, 60s and up, suddenly Bernie is tracking just like all the other candidates or worse. Okay. Like he, he'll get 52% of the vote up until the age of 45 and then he'll start to get 12. Significantly drops. Yes. Okay. It's very interesting. interesting. Yeah. The interesting thing about South Carolina is going to be it's so I, I'm, I'm not even comfortable with the way that they kind of position this in that. They're like, now we get to the base of the party. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like the, I feel like talking pundits and data research, like we talk about black people and white people and all of, we talk about everybody, but Asians, nobody ever talks about Asians. Okay. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Like whites are the bad people and then black and brown people. Um, so it's always the representative groups are uh, African-Americans, native Americans and uh, Latino Americans. Right. Nobody ever discusses anything to do with Asians. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> they don't care. Okay. May, uh, I haven't done enough research, but do maybe they look at who's voting and they don't feel like that's a significant uh, demographic. I, I don't know. I hadn't even thought of that. Um, I hadn't thought about like are Asians not voting or yeah. Technically, the funny part is that the biggest transgressors of illegal immigration are Asians. Okay, they fly over and they overstay visas, like more more so than any Hispanic is running across the border. Yeah, that's the funny part. Hmm. You that's also when you talk about assimilation, uh, Hispanic Americans probably assimilate in greater frequency than even do Asian Americans in certain pockets because. If you've been to a major cities 
like Chinatown or Koreatown, mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell that there are people there that have never spoken a word of English. Right. They've never had their Asian dollar leave their Asian neighborhood. Yeah. I, that, well, that's you're, what I'm you're saying. You're laughing that keeping dollars within your particular group is a big socioeconomic factor that has largely disadvantaged black people. You saw the Kamal Bell. Mm-hmm. You saw his documentary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so back to kind of what I was saying is maybe since they are in those pockets, they're just in their own little world here. But I don't know. I would have to look up and and kind of see uh, their voting history. I'm going to have to talk to some Asians. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a couple of students. So it's like, so your parents vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay red or blue come on Uh, you want to walk delicately away from this little topic before we get in trouble before we get canceled um why did we get on oh race we're talking about south carolina the this is the largest uh, percentage of voting population in a state that has been african-american thus far yeah and biden is their boy in that regard he's slipped but you know, I mean, last night on the debate, he said, I will win South Carolina. I saw him. I'm like, all right, Grandpa, whatever. Whatever you say, man. Uh, in, the matter, in fact, is uh, I'm going to win. <laughs> no. He's like, I don't know why I'm such a gentleman and just cutting myself off whenever you tell me to. None of these other people are. Right. Yeah, that's that was one of his main complaints is that the moderators kept cutting him off. Um, it's like when Peepaw you know, wants to be in the the big chair after lunch, you know, like uh, (laughs) he's just, he's a poor old man. None of nothing of what he says makes any sense. Yeah. But we, but we still look at him and that's our, that's our people. Yeah. Grandpa Joe, you know, he sniffs your hair every year. My my goodness. He's a good man. He's a really good man. Grabs you by the shoulder, by the cheek. That's a job well done. <laughs> I was in Somalia once and I saw a man do a job just like you just did. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> Booty smack and get out of here. <laughs> so who are you gonna vote for, Brad? I don't I don't know yet. Let's let's wait till it narrows it down a little bit more. Do you vote? Yeah. Okay. How have you voted historically? <laughs> <laughs> what what elections have you voted in? Uh the past two. So twelve and sixteen? Yeah. Me too. Nice. Are we about the same age or something? <laughs> uh, have you ever voted in a midterm? No. I did for the first time in 2018. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Maybe this is my year. <laughs> what are you going to win the lottery or something? Like, you're voting yeah. for a candidate. No, I know. Maybe it's your year for what? Are you talking about 2022, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like, I can't wait to react to the vote I cast next year. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's this year. We vote in November of this year. That's yeah. Holy crap, man. Okay. That's what I yeah. I wasn't off, right? No, 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 you're fine. Okay. Uh, you're confusing me after <laughs> I just found out ketchup and must you got any must hurts? <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. Maybe let's save them. I just wanted to articulate that point that the race has been the race up until this point, And I saw, I just see these pundits, including black pundits go on and say, you know, I kind of hate to say it this way, but we're finally getting to the meat of the party and we'll see what they think. Right. You know, because you can't win the democratic nomination without the black vote. Right. So. Yeah. Especially like, I feel like 
this is a a huge election like because of what donald trump has kind of stirred up um i there's going to be more african-americans in the voting booth than ever yeah and that may not be a good thing for democrats right i mean a lot of these candidates including trump have made outreach to this community yeah um mayor pete's instagram like went from you know like he looks like he's trying out for BET the last 28. I wonder posts. like, I'm, we'll never know, but I wonder uh, what percentage of Trump's voters are like closeted voters, you know? Oh, I would say a good portion. And then like closeted African-American voters. Well, we know that, what did he get? Three, he got a couple percentage points of the African male population, um, African-American male population. Yeah. He, Van Jones, I think I talked about this in a previous podcast that, um, you know, he's making a a play for that voter demographic in larger swaths. So mm-hmm. if he takes that to seven or ten percent, I mean, I already think it's over, but it'll for sure be over. But the problem is, is that, you know, if the stats that are being listed are accurate, I would think that he would get more of the African American vote. Yeah, and. What what pundits at least have always said, and I, I've heard this from black people as well, that black people very much vote from a, what did you actually do for me? What actually happened? Right. Like less to do with like how you wrap what, it yeah, or, or what if you're, you're politically correct. Um, they're more like interested in, you know, the expediency of like, you know, their, their own lives. And mm-hmm. um, they're more distrusting probably of based on the history of African-Americans in this country, it would stand to reason that they would be more distrusting of political figures or whoever. Um, So that makes sense to me. Um, Yeah. So from that standpoint, I think that he'll have more voters from that demographic this go round simply because he claims to have lifted 10 million people off food stamps. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the different demographics have you know, never experienced this level of homeownership of, you know, employment of all the different stats that they list off. Yeah. And that's hard to argue with. True. And I think that, you know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, as our friend Barrett would say, he won't bother you no more. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that guy. In a long I time. know. Right. I forget that you know him. Yeah. Cause he went to Southern. Oh, and you went to Southern. Yeah. Little Debbie. I stumbled across their Twitter the other day and it was funny to see like a, a CPG brand try to do veggie Twitter stuff hmm. as Adventists. Interesting. I forget what a huge brand that is and that they're Adventist owned. Yeah. And I also think like how counterintuitive is this to our health code mission? Oh, for sure. When we're like stuffing our face full of Little Debbies because I love oatmeal cream pies. Oh, yeah. Really? Yes. Those are the worst ones. <laughs> Historically, I grew up on oatmeal cream pies. The Swiss cake rolls. Mm. Yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, are you, do you. <laughs> Gut check. Brad just punches me in the stomach. He's like, oh. <laughs> well, I just thought of a thing. Um, you own any stocks? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you going to make me swear, boy. <laughs> what? The stock market, man. The Dow Jones. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, I have like a Roth IRA. Okay. 
I don't know what it owns, but no, I don't, I don't play the stock market. Okay. I have stock in startups. Yeah. Right. Mul- multiple stock ownership, equity ownership stakes in startups, but I don't own any Tesla or okay. didn't it tank because of the, yeah, the coronavirus? coronavirus. I heard somebody say, um, the other day they're like, this is just the media trying to hype us up next month. It'll be the Modelo virus. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Do you buy it? You think people are dying? <laughs> sure, man. Every day. I'm like, do you think we'll get to work from home soon? <laughs> Dude, if I could just, yeah. If I can make the same paycheck, just giving my lectures online, I'll do it. I've seen um, these Americans that have been trapped on like Asian uh, uh, cruise ships. And then yeah. they've been sequestered in like their little cabin, their interior cabin for like 14 days. And then they're taken into like a safe zone and then they're quarantined again. Right. And I saw this one girl just like crying. Like they said they were going to let us out of here a week ago. Now we got to go do this. And she literally said, I've lost a month of my life. And I just thought about it. I'm like, I haven't missed a beat in a month. You know, like I'm steady, steady scaling up my career, my life, like doing all these different things, trying to optimize, read more, be healthier, make good choices, blah, blah, blah. And this woman is literally like, through no fault of her own, she's lost a month of her life in her mind. And it, it's just, it's, it, there is no playbook. We don't all arrive at the same information or the same point in life at the same time. And that just yeah, is crazy to me. We don't all get quarantined for the same. Diseases. We all have different experiences, but um, I also just think like it's a sexy name. The first couple of weeks of this, you know, sexy virus going around. Um, I just thought, cause I heard people saying, these are the numbers that the Chinese government is reporting and you know, we can't trust them. (laughs) You're like, you know, it's like add another zero to that figure. (laughs) And I, part of me was like, okay, it's a little racist. Like (laughs) feels like we know there's more of you. (laughs) Like you're, you're lying. (laughs) It felt a little sub subliminal text racism a little bit, but now it looks like it's everywhere. (laughs) Like if you look at the map with Sanjay Gupta, I'm like, Oh wow. We're all going to (laughs) die. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So what do you think? You you going to buy it or I hear people saying like the flu kills this many people every year anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to think. Um, I think it exists. I don't think, I don't think it's like fake news or anything. Okay. Do you think we're at risk? You and me? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> There's cases in Texas. Yeah, but we're good. You think so? We're one of God's boys. <laughs> we'll leave out of here with Jesus in our hearts. That's right. <laughs> and no coronavirus in our veins. <laughs> oh. He's saving us for the Modelo virus. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, the stock market has been going down. Do you own stocks? What are you trying no, to tell me? But okay, so we you we got off on a religious whole thing last week and I didn't get I didn't even get to go to all of my notes. But one of the things that I was going to bring up is this Tesla competitor um, called. Hold on, let me look at my notes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because uh, well, it's from last week. You're like thinking oh, on my notes. R- Rivian. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and Amazon has already backed them. They're going to be using Ford's manufacturing uh, factories, and so they already have a leg up on Tesla because Tesla has like what four factories. And they just cannot produce the same amount of uh, of cars as Rivian will be able to with the backing of Amazon and using the Ford factory facilities. It's so scary how if Amazon decides to stick their nose into a, a particular segment, they literally alter 
like stock prices. Yeah. They they literally alter entire market landscapes with different announcements of new products that they're going to offer or new industry that they're entering. Like, I mean, goodness gracious. Uh, don't never count Elon out. Never count Tesla out. Oh, I mean, I'm not. But I think it's good month, that they have it's competitors. It's a new drama for them. Um, I think that maybe Tesla becomes the brand that's like almost sentimental or the original. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah you have a Rivian, but I have a Tesla. Yeah, you know, maybe it's like you're plugging in a Chevy Bolt. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. So it's like the '69 Mustang. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. It's like you could go get a Dodge Challenger, but I have a, a 69 okay. Mustang. I feel you on that. All right. Um, yeah, I do think it's cool that there will be a competitor. Um, yeah, Jeff Bezos, Amazon owner, uh, he just lost about close to five billy with the stocks going down. But Not that's, a dent. <laughs> yeah, that's chump change to him, which is yeah. so <laughs> disheartening to me. I love it when they always do the analogies where they're like, Mike Bloomberg spending this amount of money is the equivalent of you spending this amount of money. Yeah. Like they said that his like $500 million ad buy was the equivalent of me spending $200. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like you buying like chicken ramen. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, it's amazing how much money he spread out. Yeah. All, you, you were talking about the gaffe where he talked about buying Democrat right. seats. But he, he funded in, in retort to a, one of Elizabeth Warren's attacks about who he funded in a recent uh, race. He said, dude, th that big swath of Democrats that were elected in 2018. He's like, I spent like 50 million dollars getting those people elected. <laughs> so it's hilarious. Yeah, it's also it's never been more blatant. What money can do for you in, yeah. in this world, in this country, in, in this political process, more than anything like. It used to be more like, you know, we don't want to get, we don't want to muddy the waters by actually entering the race. We're flawed business people. Like people that are a Bloomberg or a Trump, they probably get, they're crazy in certain ways. Like to yeah. be that prolific and successful, there's an element of crazy. There's an element of inappropriate. There's, it, there's an archetype for this, you know? Right. And so it, it annoys me whenever there's all these purity tests on the stage by people who have never created a job in their life. Yeah. You know, I'm so sick of hearing about Elizabeth Warren's story where she's like, I wasn't invited back to teach school because I was pregnant at 21. And I'm like, gross. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just go. <laughs> well, maybe I should have said that. But, <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I just think about her as like an annoying pregnant 21 year old because I'm yeah. thinking you're a child. And then I think about who she is. Like, I think about people that I was raised around that were pregnant at 21 and how annoying they are. And I just think how annoying she is. And I mm. think about all those people together. Yeah. And I just think about that. And it makes me hear. <laughs> cool. <laughs> how did we get back on this? Who were you talking about? I don't know, man. <laughs> no, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, there we go. So he lost $5 billion. It's fine. It'll go back up. You're right. I mean, they're, they're talking about, isn't the market taking because of coronavirus? Yes. That's crazy, man. That's what I guess. I was saying. Well, Apple apparently isn't able to make a revenue forecast or whatever, or an earnings forecast for Q1 or whatever their next quarter uh, yeah. is. They're down right now. Uh, everybody's down, but uh, they're not able to do it because, like, their production schedules have been messed with in China. Mm. That, that makes sense. So we're we're talking about actual backlogs of products that because you know everything it's is made affected. in China, right? So that part is kind of like. Well, if Apple is claiming that they're having problems with 
fulfillment. <laughs> it's an issue. Like we're we're talking about Apple having problems making product. Steve Jobs would never. Yeah. He'd be like, everybody, just put your turtleneck over your face and get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Man, I've had two or three good ones today. Yeah. Yeah. You're on fire, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> got anything else? I mean, sure. <laughs> you want to get into it? Oh, I thought you. I, why, I don't know why you tease everything. You're like, <laughs> let's just wait until everyone hates us. Let's just hate until the, the French fries hate us and then we'll hit them with this. <laughs> that's right. Shout out to my, maybe yours are the French fries and my fans are the tater tots. So there's a lot of French fries and very <laughs> few tater tots. That's all right. Everybody, everybody loves it whenever you get a tater tot in your fries, though. Nobody likes it whenever you get fries in your tater tots. Yeah, but nobody orders tots over fries either. So, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Next week. The weekly catch-up will be with Brad Solo, and we'll see how many listens he gets. Let's have a race. We should A-B test it. All right. No, we're, we're talking about having, again, we're talking about having guests on, new new program formats, um, different pre-structured yeah. conversations, so to speak. Like, just trying to try new things. Like, I very much pride ourselves on the ability to just rant on this thing and kind of go in cold. I know that was a concern for us 20 episodes ago, but <laughs> now that we're on our what this isn't a what would they call this what's our what's our medal brad for this anniversary um the venti medal the venti medal okay cool now that we've gotten that under our belts like i do want to grow the audience expand what we talk about the reach that we have the really more than anything like sometimes i think about serious people listening to this and i'm like what do i want this to represent you know, what do I want you to be able to glean from this other than just an hour of entertainment? Yeah. Or like Carson's lost his salvation. Here's why, <laughs> you know, although shout out Heston. He, he always cracks up during my, yeah. <laughs> when I called Lucifer ludicrous, <laughs> I think he lost it. <laughs> That's good. Uh, oh man. Yeah. So, yeah. As far as what we want people to get out of this, I mean, we, we give them we give them the news with a fresh perspective, man. Okay, <laughs> and then we let them know just what two good old boys are up to. Two good old boys, Ratchir. That's right. We're your good old boys. Yeah, you know you don't want to listen to the bad old boys. <laughs> I think some people do. Well, <laughs> I think I want to be the bad old boys, Brad. Dang, we could be the bad boys of podcasting. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that title's been taken like a thousand times already. Yeah. We're the bad boys of pos- podcasting, you French fries. <laughs> and where's my tater tot? <laughs> Ooh. Oh. We're going to have to workshop that. No, I think we just call them weeklies. All right. Or mom and dad. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just our moms and dads listening on 30 different devices every week. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if y'all, yeah, Dad, if you could start listening on YouTube, <laughs> yeah, YouTube could use some help. Yeah. Although we got a comment this week, and it was like, "I love your channel, like great job, blah blah blah." And I was like, "What do you want? Like, what are you trying to <laughs> yeah. sell me?" Yeah, no, we're not going to listen to your song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it a song post? I, I no, I was just. So I, I, I experimented this week. Uh, we've talked a little bit about social promotion and how to encapsulate different snippets of the show. 
Why are you laughing at me right now? Because I'm thinking of what I'm going to say next. Okay. <laughs> Brad's like, I thought. <laughs> Don't forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta hold on. <laughs> it's a must heard. Right. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> Crap. <laughs> I don't know, you jerk. Get a taste of my own medicine. All right. What were you going to say? Your butt. <laughs> uh, I was just going to ask you if there were any other any other movies that cost you nightmares. <laughs> 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 Seeing as how that led down some random rabbit hole last week. Yeah, I'm not going to lose my salvation this week, Brad. Right, um, uh, any other movie? <laughs> you know, I realized how rude it was that I didn't ask yeah, you. didn't you even the same ask thing. me. Because I was just like, so Jesus is crazy, right? Let's talk about it. Just completely hijacked that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think you, you want were, me to have all the life answers. You were and so I just... shocked <laughs> by me saying that. I wasn't I... shocked. I was just like, <laughs> you I'm, were. I'm like, I can't save you right now. <laughs> I know. I asked for. I'm like, show me the book. Show me the way. And you were like, let me Google it. <laughs> I'm like, you want me to Google something that you're you like, may or may not obscure even... prophet that wrote a book about 38 of the books in. Oh, what what was the movie that caused you nightmares? Rockadoodle. Rockadoodle. What is that? It's about this. It's about this uh, rooster whose voice is taken <laughs> away by this mean old owl. Oh, named Santa Claire. <laughs> and he has this monocle that he wears in this like Dracula type coat. Is this an animated film? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. Scared the crap out of me. Bumped you out? Real. I thought it was real. I thought the owl was real. I had a nightmare and it seemed so vivid that for a little while I thought it was real. <laughs> were you mute in the nightmare? <laughs> I don't know. You were like, no, I wasn't mute. I can't say who. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was scary stuff, man. Oh, that's pretty scary, bro. Yeah, but it's it's whatever, you know. Okay. Yeah. Trying to think. Animated movies that freaked me out as a child. It doesn't even have to be animated. I know, but I'm trying to see if I can create a common ground with you. Okay. And I'm I'm drawing a blank. That's fair. <laughs> um no, I was scared by some animated movies. Um Yeah, I can't think of one, but That's all right. If I if I do, I'll let you know. Yeah. We don't need to force it. I remember being very disturbed by uh one of the right you know what is it right to passage movies that if you're around our age came out was everyone and their mother saw remember the titans with denzel washington yeah just um right before winter break we had like a half day and i showed that movie to my students the movie where the the racism happens and yeah. they beat up the black eye in the bathroom and that that was very disturbing to me yeah um I know that that was just like a rated PG movie and overall stands for very good values and stuff, but, right, but still. that part very much was not, not cool. Yeah. It, it upset me a lot, yeah. but I always had, I don't know. I don't know if we were reading more historically accurate books back then, or if it hadn't been watered down, but all the stuff with like, you know, I read a lot of American like historical novels where they would insert a fictional character in the mm. real life events. And often when it came to different things like um, slavery and segregation, lynchings, things mm. like that, it was always very disturbing to me. Yeah. I'll never forget my dad picking up a book at my grandparents' house. We were waiting on them one day. I was a child and he read the first chapter and this white girl in the 1800s had popped up pregnant and they said 
did you step out of line or did uh did one of these um i, I can't even use the words that they right. used did one of these folks um you know attack you and she lied and said that this young black gentleman had attacked her yeah. and they just hung him and it like it talked about it in extreme detail and it was was that a real story because that yes. sounds like emmett till well it wasn't about emmett till per se okay. but you'd be mistaken if you thought that one black man was hung right, right, right. because of a perceived interaction with a white woman. Yeah. And that stuff is just incredibly disturbing. Like, especially as a child, I was so like, uh, just horrified by this, you know, like, especially when it was like a mob of men on somebody that was helpless, you know, and yeah. especially somebody falsely accused. And it was just really terrible. And those were, not maybe not commonplace, but semi mainstream until, you know, the 1910s, 20s, yeah, maybe even beyond. Like it's not been that long. Um. So I have a must heard. Uh, today, the House of Representatives overwhelmingly passes the Emmett Till Anti Lynching Act, voting 410 to four. The bill makes lynching a hate crime under federal law, the first time in U.S. history. So that's crazy that we got on this topic, but yeah, quickly Google the the four Confederate soldiers who voted no on yeah, making that a hate is, crime. Yeah, I'm serious. I want to know. Okay. Probably Steve King, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's crazy that there were even little four. overdue. 2020 news, folks. Lynching yeah. is wrong, and it's a hate <laughs> crime. Just FYI, as of today, if so you if you lynch someone yesterday, it wouldn't have been a hate crime. How disgusting is that? Yeah. Is that weird to you a little bit? Grotesque. Okay. <laughs> like, what in the world? Yeah. Why are we all in Juicy Smoothie's case of it being a hate crime? But it wasn't. What's technically crazy is that they could have used that noose on him for real back then. He could have actually been attacked. And I guess it wouldn't have fallen under this new statute of it being a hate crime. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been inferred that way, but. Technically, it's because of you remember the Dave Chappelle bit where he gets hit with the snowball, but they called him the N word while they did it. And he was so excited about that because he's like, now it's a hate crime and I can report it. And so he actually went to the police station and like had the little boys come down and mm. here's why what you did was serious. And he didn't end up pressing charges. But, um, you know, it was funny because he's talking about how he got snowballed in his neighborhood and some white neighbors saw it and they were horrified. Wow. And. All that he was with another black person. I can't remember who it was. Um, but the minute the the boys threw the snowball and called him the N word, they both looked at each other and smiled. And all the white people were like horrified. Like, can, can we help you? That was just terrible. Yeah. And he was like, "We're good. We yeah. got this." Like, right. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, who are the um? So the members who voted against were independent Republican Justin Amish, Amish, uh, from Michigan. Republic Representative uh, Louis Gomert from Texas. Yeah. Thomas Massey, Kentucky, and Ted Yoho, Florida. Gotcha. Yeah. So. I'd be interested to see their reasoning for not voting for the bill. Um, yeah. Em Emmett Till was obviously a, an extraordinary case. There's been many books and documentaries and retellings of that story and right. represents a really unfortunate. And it's always a continuum, I guess. I mean, some people think that this is an unfortunate time for certain minorities. Yeah. Um, it's like 
even amid all the injustice, we talk about these dark times in our history. And I guess a lot of people do think that it's a dark time in our history right now because of Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Banter ensues. <laughs> well, I don't like, it's just a heavy topic. And obviously like, I don't want to sit here and be like, yeah, look at all the progress we made. Cause there's still a long way to go. I mean, so on one hand it's like, yeah, look how far we've come. But there are st- there's still a, there's still clearly racial injustice in our country, um, and unfortunately we do have a long way to go. That's why, like Donald Trump, he's just not somebody that I can vote for because I feel like even if he doesn't outright say it, like he incites racial tension and and um, discrimination. Um, like I I know he's done good for businesses, and you really can't argue that. Um, but for me personally, like he doesn't, he does all he would have to, it's really not hard to denounce racism. And I, f- I feel like he has done a piss poor job at it. Um, yeah. And, some... and, and that's not, yeah, that's like, I've, I have, you know, black friends and I have Hispanic friends and, uh, you know, friends that I, that I've seen hurting that have been victims of, of uh, some type of racism, whether it's, you know, people shouting terrible names at them or um, just racial p- profiling and different things like that. And so that's really hard for me to get on. Like, even if you are a candidate who's done something good for you to for you to incite um, hate like that and just bring that out of people, that just would weigh heavy on my conscience to support. I can respect that, you know. Yeah. That's well put. You can't really argue with that. I, I hate that that's I hate that that's the perception, the inference and the message, you know. Right. Um cuz it's unnecessary. But it'll be interesting to see what happens, man. Yeah, definitely. I'm not really sure, but uh congrats to I guess it was the house for voting for something. Yeah positive definitely um way to do your job for <laughs> once um yeah um <laughs> we got a bunch of senators campaigning to be president i guess mayor pete either stepped down or his term as mayor ended because he's no I, longer the mayor I of south so. bend i believe so yeah interesting yeah um there's also some more unfortunate news um apparently this afternoon there was a mass shooting at molson Coors plant in milwaukee that has ended in multiple deaths. Um, At the Coors factory? Coors campus. So I don't know. This is like literally just happened. So um, at least eight shot an incident at Molson Coors camp. Molson. Somebody. Well, it says Molson Coors and then Miller Coors. Molson might be the, the particular campus. Okay. Because they have obviously like their their big brewery sites yeah. like the one they have in Fort Worth, but then there's corporate and regional and yeah, that, that would be interesting if a Coors location was shot up. It says the dead include the shooter. So by his own hand. Or oh, and police? apparently president Trump, he opened the coronavirus news conference with that, uh, with that bit of information. Yeah. He, it's been elevated to the, um, like he has a press conference on it tonight. Yeah. Some sort of um, 
address or update. People are saying that we should have a czar and somebody fully dedicated to making sure that we're, our response is, you know, overwhelming to this potential threat of coronavirus. I guess it's just really heated up over the last couple of days. Um, yeah, I, I suppose I'm, I'm not super knowledgeable about it, but, uh, yeah. So over the weekend, it was, um, the Puerto Rico open on a PGA tour. That was the, that was the undercard fight, if you will. Um, that's where the other PGA tour event was, um, Oh, it was the WGC uh, Mexico Championship. Okay. So beautiful Mexico City backdrop. That was the main ticket where everybody was, like all the top players, because yep. it's a world golf event. And it. so first of all, Puerto Rico Open, Victor Hovland, who is just a cutie pie and a half. I love this kid. He's from Norway originally. He went to Oklahoma State, and he's just always smiling. He's just He's probably 21, 22 years old. Just yeah. young and, you know, doe-eyed, like little little smiling cheeks. Like he's just the cutest kid you've ever seen. <laughs> Big old man crush on this kid. And he's been playing lights out. And he came in with Colin Morikawa and um, what is his name? The main one, the other Oklahoma State kid. Um, forgive me, I, I can't think of his name right now. But he has the crazy swing. Um, I'll figure it out. Anyway, both Colin and the other kid had won, um, PGA tour events within, you know, mere months of being on tour and Victor Hovland hadn't. So he was still working at a disadvantage because you have to win an event to get full exemption on the tour for a certain amount of time. And like, if you win a PGA tour, it's Matthew Wolf. That's who it is. Matthew Wolf, Colin Morikawa and, um, Victor Hovland. Anyway, Victor Hovland took it home, won his first PGA Tour event on Sunday. I think he shot 20 under par for the week. Um, you know, he, he's fully exempt through all of the next season or two. He's going to play the Masters, the U.S. Open. Uh, it's just a huge break in your career. You're solidified on tour. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's difficult when you're the, the minors for golf. You know, they have different tours, be it over in Asia or Europe, uh, they have the web.com tour. I guess it's the corn Ferry tour now, um, here in the States, there's all these qualifying tours to try to get to a qualification for a PGA event, in which case you're trying to earn FedEx cut points. You're trying to right. win the tournament and place well enough that you are invited to other tournaments yeah. because you're incentivized to do well so you can move on all the top tournaments that we love to watch, like the masters, that's like that's invitational, you know, like you have to be a certain ranking, you have to be a certain type of player to qualify for that type of invitation. Yeah. And so anyway, the real heartbreak, congrats to Victor Hovland. Love that guy. Oklahoma State, they've produced golfers like Ricky Fowler, historically, Matthew Wolf. Um, it, they're a solid golf program to the extent that, I mean, kids are choosing to go to OSU over like Stanford for golf, wow. um, which is where Tiger went. Yeah. So uh, moving over to the the WGC championship, it was really exciting because coming into the Sunday round, you had like five or seven players stacked within a shot of each other. And they were names like John Rahm, um, Rory McIlroy. Um, I'm trying to remember. John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, uh, Justin Thomas was actually the 54-hole leader. Big fan of his. And unfortunately, on Sunday, 
everybody seemed to crumble when they needed to, except for the infamous a-hole Patrick Reed mm. out of Houston, Texas. Are you familiar with this guy? I'm not. What makes him an a-hole? He is just, it's really weird. He won the Masters a season or two ago, and there was this kind of like overnight expose on ESPN that uh, I know Mike Greenberg had shared, and like the media was kind of privy to this. The media has never liked him. They thought that he was just a butt and hard to work with. It seemed as though the players shared that sentiment. And meanwhile, Patrick Reed, who lives in Houston, Texas, his brother-in-law is his caddy. He kind of operates best with a chip on his shoulder. And so he was just thriving off of this. He went and won seven PGA Tour events, including a Masters, and was really solidifying his own career, but just didn't jive with the other players. He wasn't one of the guys that was like getting invited to the house on the Ryder Cup or whatever, you know, like he was kind of an outcast in certain ways. And then the the weekend that he won the masters, uh, I guess two years ago, something like that. Uh, they talked about how the, his family, his immediate family, his real family gathered around a TV screen to watch him win mere miles away mm-hmm. from the masters grounds in Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. So he went to college in Georgia at Augusta. Okay. And that's where his family is, but he's estranged from them. He doesn't talk to them at all. Oh. So they were not invited like the 1.5 miles to Augusta National yeah. to watch him win the Masters. Wow. And like this expose interviewed his dad and his mom and like something happened there. So we were unearthing like, okay, this guy is kind of an a-hole. He's kind of different. He's estranged from his family. Like he's totally adopted his wife's family as his own. Like okay. her brother is his caddy and his you know, they work together every single day. Right. So it would appear that it's maybe more his family than him. I'm not sure about okay. that. Okay. Um, well, I, I mean, just at that glance, but do you have more information? I, I don't have a follow up on why they're estranged yeah. per se. Um, I do know that since then he's grown to be hated in the golf world for other reasons that have to do with his on the course actions. Okay. So back in December of this last year, they were playing in the Bahamas. They had a PGA Tour event over in the Bahamas. Patrick Reed is in contention. I think it's on Saturday. Um, so they always play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Got it. So it's 72 holes and the best cumulative under par score wins. Um, in contention, coming down the stretch, I think it was the back nine on Saturday, he threw an approach shot into the bunker. So like the sand trap. Right. And... Whenever he got into the bunker, his ball was kind of nestled, and you are not allowed to affect your lie in any way, shape, or form. Okay. But in lining up for his uh, practice strokes, where he was kind of like cocking the club back yeah. as though he was going to shoot the shot, but didn't, he was actually doing that in such a way, like with his club resting on the bunker sand, where he so was smoothing like the sand back. Out. He was leveling it out. Wow. And the camera happened to perfectly catch this, and he played dumb. And then ended up having to accept a two-shot penalty post-round. And it was it was the talk of – it is the talk of the golf world today. Yeah. Like, Brooks Kepka last week was on SiriusXM Golf Podcast, and they asked him, did you think it was cheating? And he goes, well, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <clears throat> it's – you can hate him for all these different reasons, but once he started – transgressing the rules of golf seemingly yeah. all hell broke loose so right. he didn't end up winning that that tournament in fact he was i think two shots off the lead at the end mm-hmm. which was ironic but it took him months to kind of even move past that 
And at the President's Cup that they played in Australia, the, the team competition between okay. America and the rest of the world, essentially. Right. Um, they the, the fans were so pro Europe team that they kept shouting like uh, they kept shouting cheater. Like during his backswing, like whenever he was playing, whenever he was walking hole to hole, they'd be like, cheater, sand mover, like Dang. all these. You know, you messed up whenever you're getting heckled in golf. In golf, yes. Yeah. Like that's that's bad. Right. So this butthole coming down the stretch ends up winning the tournament on oh. Sunday. And I was just like, I tweeted out earlier this week. I said, I was so excited for any of these guys to win. Like Justin Thomas, love him. John Rom would have been a great story. Like he had a 61 on Saturday which was 10 shots under par, wow. including uh, he had one of the most legendary hole-in-ones at one of the par threes. Like it one-hopped into the hole. Like, and, and this is the same game in which he lost? Well, the same tournament. Same tournament? Okay. Because you shoot, it's 18 holes each day, Thursday through Sunday. Oh, okay. So, that, so he shot on a, a 61. Different, same tournament, but different day. Same tournament, different day. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So if he'd shot a 61 on Sunday, yeah, I was coming about to in. say, and still lost? Okay. Yeah, but um, he shooting the sixty one took him to fourteen under something mm-hmm. like that. But I think the eighteen under ended up winning it. Oh. So that means that you he would have had to come out and shoot at least four birdies the the last day, and I guess that he didn't get that done. Got it. So it really is. That's what I love about golf. It's like you you can play great one day and you can play like crap the next day, but there's also you have to focus on so many different areas of your game, like. Just because you drive the ball well, if you can't hit an approach shot that actually hits the green or proximate, or yeah. if you can't roll a putt and you three putt everything like I do, <laughs> like I'll be I'll be scratch golfer tee to green a lot of rounds, but then I'll just roll three putts past the hole, pick it up, and be like, all right, that was a bogey. <laughs> yeah, putting I can do, driving not so much. Yeah, I've really worked. I hear it's all on the hips. Um, no, I mean. Maybe, but okay. it's all in my head. Got it. All of golf has always been all in my head. And I finally, you know, in the last couple of years, reached a, a point of maturity and patience that I could enjoy the process of working on the game and getting better at the various aspects. Because, um, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll go out and play competitive golf. Like, I'll put money on it with certain buddies yeah. or cousins. And um, you just have to be on, on your game in all these different areas. You have to be able to hit a... 100-yard approach shot with a wedge as well as that drive, but then you have to be able to putt it. Yep. And what I've actually gained a lot of benefit from is not focusing on the hips, not trying to crush it, not trying to outdrive the next guy. Hmm. I'm trying to ball strike. That's the word that I've always used um, on the what tour. Is, what does that mean? Well, they always talk about this guy is an incredible ball striker or my ball striking was really good today. And I just started thinking about that because I'm like, yeah, like we're all hitting a ball, right? Like yeah. it seems to make sense. But when you think about it, so much of your swing, when you get out there as a novice or somebody that doesn't play a whole lot, you see the ball and then you have this perception of how you're going to swing the club. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever played baseball, you're probably going to be a little impaired. Mm-hmm. You know, you're lifting your front foot off as you're, right. you know, going through the backswing, um, all of that good stuff. And what I started to realize was let the club do the work, focus on making the kind of contact with the ball that you want. And all the results will follow. Hmm. So by by employing some of those methods and just having to remind myself, like you have to remind yourself sometimes before a round when you go to the range, it's like, this is how I shoot. This is how I swing with this club. Yeah. Because it's different, you know, 
the way I hit a driver is different than the way I hit a wedge. I can tell it. Let's move on. <laughs> no, no, I feel like <laughs> anyway. All the shade to Patrick Reed. Yeah, I was super bummed because all the different storylines of you know the top five or six guys in contention. I would have been so content and crying on the couch to watch any of them hoist the trophy. Yeah. But the minute he won, I just turned it off because yeah, dishonor on you, dishonor on your family. Well, the family that. Yeah, I hope your wife's family drops you too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you French fry. <laughs> nah, he's not allowed to listen to ours. Oh, Patrick Reed, please <laughs> listen. We'll be the pat sponsored by Patrick Reed. Nope, and a holes everywhere. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by anyone else but that guy. Who are we brought to you by? What else do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know, man. I, I got a little What's bit left in mind? the tank. We yeah. can, yeah. Let's all right. Bring it. Uh, shout out to my father. He turned 57 years old yesterday. Dude, my dad's birthday was on the 20th. <laughs> well, the weekly cleanup guys are yeah, just, man. Yeah. need to have a party oh, at the dumpster, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Dean get and your, Bob. Get your brooms. <laughs> Dean and Bob, they sound like a new rat pack or something. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> They're like, cool. what do you say, boys? Let's go clean up after our sons, huh? What do you say, gal? <laughs> So my dad said, what do you say? I'm going to turn a year older. He was born in 1963. Mm, my dad's 65. Wow. Well, okay. Born in 65. Yeah, yeah. My mom was 61. My dad was 63. Your dad was 65. Nice. So, um, yeah, he turned 57 yesterday. Big shout out to him. Perfect health. Just, you know. Yeah. Vibrant. Vibrant young gentleman. <laughs> um, uh, can't wait to ski with him this weekend. But big shout out to him for his birthday. It's pretty crazy when you think about when you think about the actual significance of birthdays. And I know as guys, like we don't really care. Like right. we're like downplay it. You know, he was like, I personally don't care. Carson. Like <laughs> he's like, I'm glad that we're gonna get to ski together. He's like, let's not even do dinner tomorrow. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it is significant. Yeah, you're only all of these ages once. Right. And we all have 39 summers left. <laughs> 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 are we about to go down this rabbit hole let's talk about death right? no my let's dad's not gonna die for a long time death. it is weird though to think about like i'm I'm gonna die of a heart attack we know um and that that could be in 35 years you know i could die before he dies yeah happy birthday bob <laughs> <laughs> that's your gift <laughs> um <laughs> Whoa, dark. No, I'm alive. <laughs> I thought you meant like that you're gonna die before him. That's his gift. Yeah. No, I like to mess with my parents that I'm gonna die before they do. We're a dark family. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm the dark person, but uh, you know, I channel a lot of that through humor because you know they're all so rosy and saved and <laughs> <laughs> saved in the blood of Christ. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I'm just trying to. Stay alive and walk out with Jesus in my heart. Yeah. Um, the resurrection pageant was hopeful to them. <laughs> yeah. No, they like to go to it. They're like, you yeah. want to go? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I questioned whether there was a cartoon owl. <laughs> you, you questioned. Yeah. I'm a little deeper fellow. <laughs> wouldn't you say? You're like, I don't know. The animation is scary. And I'm like, what is eternal life? <laughs> Why is someone dying? You're just like, what if I can't talk anymore? <laughs> what if they steal my voice? I remember a recurring nightmare actually where um I was underneath the bed sheet and 
Cruella DeVille would always be trying to inch her bony hands underneath it to grab Whoa. me and carry. Like I would feel that like feeling. Little, like you're a little Dalmatian. Yeah, like I was a little spotted fellow. <laughs> and she was picking me up and she would run with me. And that's where the dream would like speed up and end and climax all at the same time. Um, that sounds a little weird. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's keep it PG. <laughs> okay. This was not happening in an age yeah, where we're not talking about any climaxing. Or... <laughs> okay. Let's just drop Jeez, that one. Uh, no, Cruella DeVille would kitty snatch me in the middle of the night <laughs> and run off with me to the, like the edge of the world. You know, yeah. you remember those dreams were like you just hit the edge of the world yeah. or like you fell off and like. You ever have those dreams where you fall off something and you jerk up straight yes. in bed? Yeah. Okay. That was Cruella DeVille. Got it. And you jerked up once you climaxed? <laughs> once the dream once the dream climaxed, I mean. So uh you're a Christian school teacher, right, Brad? Yeah. <laughs> why why are you the pervert on this no, one? I just I was just, I'm just trying to get the facts. You're just Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille. She'll snatch you up. And... Oh, yeah, you know the song. Yeah, she mean... scared the crap out of me, dude. Yeah. Glenn Close scared me back in the day. Yeah. So, anyway, apparently Cruella DeVille had a much different impact on Brad. <laughs> Young Brad was like, take me away. No, I mean, it put me in a collar. <laughs> didn't feel one way or another about that. I'm sure. You're like, I like that fur coat and that red car, miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as villains. Huh? <laughs> See, I, I thought villains were sexy. I was a big, um, what was the, the Cruella one? Cruella DeVille was like this. She wasn't sexy. Yeah, okay. No, but what? who was the villain in... Was it uh, Aladdin or was it Aladdin's Jafar, bro? <laughs> no, okay. I mean, Jafar was pretty pretty ripped young man, but who was the villain that I'm thinking about that was sexy? I don't know. I honestly, I I'm trying to think of like the female villains, and I'm thinking of like the the big broad from Little Mermaid. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was a real looker. Um, <laughs> no, do you remember? Back when you were a kid and you would play the game of like, who's your animated girlfriend or the who's your animated pick? And mine was always Pocahontas. Mm, yeah, for sure. Like she crushed the competition. I don't know. Jasmine's pretty fine. Jasmine was another one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Cinderella was just high maintenance and always lost, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like find girl... another pair of yeah, shoes, girl. Like, we'll, we'll hit up Payless as so soon annoying. as we're out here. So dependent Jeez. on a man. Yeah. <laughs> And then Sleeping Beauty is just like everything that's wrong with America and the world. You know, it's like, why is he kissing her while she's asleep? (laughs) I don't think I don't think that's is that on Disney Plus? Yeah, I think so. What's the tag? You remember how they have the racist uh, modifiers or snippets to say like some of this content is outdated? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they have posted for Sleeping Beauty? I have no idea. Like the sentiments espoused in this animated film (laughs) as put out by us are no longer in vogue. Yeah mainstream accepted yeah meaning there needs to be two consensual awake (laughs) (laughs) you know just the basics (laughs) yeah Uh, you know snow white is rolling around with a bunch of different dudes like yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you just your mind's in the gutter today no i'm just saying that she's hanging out with them as well she's got a bunch of little people like the bachelorette out here just like dang i gotta compete against dopey have you uh, logged any more hours on uh, Disney Plus since it first came out and you've wrapped that Star Wars series yeah. or whatever? Yeah. What's hot I lately? Mean, 
I, there's just a bunch of different uh, movies on there that I watch. Like that's where, like, remember the Titans is on there. That's where I showed my students that movie. Okay. Yeah, a bunch of di- just different classics. What was going wrong in the day that you needed to do movie time? Nothing. It was a, it was a half day before Christmas break. I'm oh, like, okay. you just took your final. Like, let's just hang out. You're like, all right, guys, we got a firefighter showing up here in a couple hours all to right. let you know what a great career he's got and everything. So here's remember the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> In case anybody wants to be a high school coach. Yeah, the sheriff deputy was like, yeah, you know, it's a hard job. Like, you know, we put our life on the line. And the kids are like, how much do you make? And they're like, <laughs> 40000 It's like, uh. It's like, I can make that in the comfort of this chair. You're like, doors and windows are paying 80 <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Fist Number bump. three for the episode. What yeah, up? Put to, me on the leaderboard. Had, had to fist bump you on that one. Welcome back to the, <laughs> is Brad going to say anything funny this week? Podcast. <laughs> Yeah. You gonna get on the board or what? Probably not. Okay, you just gonna continue to make semi lewd comments about animated characters that. Listen, man, I just throw up the alley. You gotta oop it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong basket, buddy. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, did you see that Bob Iger stepped down yesterday? Yeah, today? from Disney. Man, he's. I heard something crazy. Like he's created twelve and a half times the amount of shareholder value or. He did something. So he has some some metrics for shareholders and the overall content repository and the ways to access it. That yeah. he he did some stuff over there. Wild. So I guess he's going to remain affiliated through some board memberships and different things like that. But acting CEO and visionary, he's going to take a step away from. Yeah. So I don't know who gets. They pick they, some other white guy. Yeah. They. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been there. It's not like they, right. they're like, "Hey, you'll do." <laughs> but he was a he was an existing white guy employee yeah. <laughs> who's now been elevated. I don't know. It's not trending on Twitter anymore. So, <laughs> oh well, <laughs> old news. <laughs> Who got shot in the last five minutes? Yeah, That's all I we mean, need to know about Twitter. Unfortunately, Who got shot or said something wrong in the last five minutes is basically what. Tr- Twitter trending is the answer to that. One of those questions would be Carson Gibbons. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I'm just kidding. I'm trending. <laughs> you know what's wrong with uh, trend uh, t- trender <laughs> Twitter twending? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Say that ten times fast. Uh, Twitter trending. What's wrong with that? You know when you log in and you see somebody like it'll be <laughs> like somebody's name, like Joel Osteen or somebody. And it's just about how somebody was anticipating that somebody would say something. Yeah. And then everybody piles on. And that person didn't do diddly squat. Yeah. And they're trending. Like nobody like, fact checks. Like or... They almost did that. Right. Or they were thinking about doing that. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah, yeah it's frustrating. It's but like I the... always fact check my stuff. Yeah. Um, Bob Chappick. Oh, Bob Iger? Yeah, Bob so, Chappick. I mean, he may not be white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think know. he's more white than Bob Iger was. Stop stereotyping. Okay. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> reverse racism right there. Yeah. Let's see what this guy looks like. <laughs> Bob Chappick is blonde. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, nice. What is he? What type of white? <laughs> oh, he's a bald white guy. Yeah. The worst type. Yeah. The most stereotyped type of white guy. If you're a bald white guy, middle-aged, you're just like immediately right wing. You know, it's like, <laughs> how was Rush Limbaugh today, dad? You know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have a full head of hair for 
quite a while, right? I don't know. Mine's gonna. I'm probably gonna get the island. Like I feel like my my hair is gonna push back. I need to. I don't think Dean's LinkedIn photo is a real photo of him. Is he bald or full head of hair? Um, he's got some hair on the side. He's kind of he's kind of bald <laughs> okay. and thin and out. So you're gonna be bald. <laughs> no, you don't get it from your dad. You get it from like your mom's dad. Oh, that's true. That's why I'm going to have hair. My dad is. He's thinning in certain areas, but he's still got full head of hair. Um, his dad was definitely bald, yeah. um, you know, for pretty much all of the life that I knew him. Hmm. But I've always prided myself on I, all the men on my mom's side of the family died with full heads of hair, not a hair anywhere else on their body. Nice. So, like, you could see your reflection in their legs, but, you know, <laughs> they'd have a nice comb over until the day they died. Well, um, Sorry, uh, you'll be fine, maybe. Yeah, that's what. If not, I'll just grow out the beard and shave my head. We'll know in about four years because you'll be what thirty-two. Yeah. Are you twenty-eight? Yeah. Okay. You looked at a realtor. Uh, not yet. Okay. Yeah. Keep me updated. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. You got any shout-outs for this week? Yeah, of course I do. Um, let's see. Shout out first of all to Heather Laws and and the boys for you know checking out the podcast, and we do appreciate your input. Um, shout out to my tater tots. Yeah. They're, <laughs> why don't we just call them all potato heads? <laughs> potato based products. Yeah. Um, shout out to Michael Denny. Uh, I know he's the, been listening. He also texted me a couple times this week saying that he's been listening to the weekly 10 that I have on Spotify and just sharing, uh, some of the songs that he's like. And, and before I updated this week's, uh, he's like, Hey man, like give me an hour to get through this one, uh, and then update it. And so I just thought that was cool. And thanks for checking that out. And obviously thanks for listening to this. Um, also want to give out a shout out to, uh, Brock. We, we've talked about him before, uh, his website, Buffin Abroad. He just posted this, uh, video of him and his wife traveling to Japan. And it's awesome video of if you're into traveling and you need like itinerary ideas and just different places places to check out he has several different videos from several several different locations um i'm also grateful for him i'm going to be seeing him in colorado in a couple weeks um i'll be traveling to colorado with my girlfriend and we're at, uh, he's gonna put us up for a little bit so oh snap yeah dope so that'll be interesting so it'll be uh, uh it'll be flabby in here <laughs> <laughs> wait i don't well, he's buffing abroad, so y'all y'all will just be flabby in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it didn't work. Never no. mind. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a little love. B-Rat, if you had a weight problem, I wouldn't say anything. The fact that I'm saying something means that you're buffing abroad. <laughs> you're buffing right here. Okay. Moving on. Yeah, shout out to Brock. I'm going to Cruella DeVille you after you, this episode. You are not going to ball strike me. You're not going <laughs> to, you just, you stay over there with your little putter, all right? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> all right, we've settled in. <laughs> episode 20. Venti. Venti. Um, I got some cool news that I'll probably drop next week. Okay. <laughs> what the heck is that? Just a teaser. You can't do that to me. Just a little teaser. Will you tell me after? No. Okay. I want. Well, I just want to save. Not that I wouldn't share this information with you, but I want to see your reaction on the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not like I would keep it from you, but I think it'd be a cool moment. You're just planning when you want to tell me. Yeah, just That's you know, really romantic. I, I just appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I want to give the audience, you know, something to look forward to. 
Okay. It's not a big deal. It's a big deal to me, but it's cool. Well, if it's a big deal to you, then it'll be a big deal to me and the audience. That's All right. the French fries. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Shout out to everybody. Shout out Heston. Um. He sent us a funny tweet. Yeah. Today. Um. He's still generating a lot of interest and buzz surrounding Flybox IO. Um. Their their demo and their dashboard continues to take greater shape with more expanded feature sets every single day. So definitely check them out. Um, you might you might help him at some point with understanding the buying landscape of schools and yeah, um, private schools at least because he's he's working on ISDs. Yeah, him and I have actually texted and, oh, I, and I brought his company up to my vice principal and we're supposed to move that on and, you know, talk with uh, our principal. The only issue is that our principal is retiring and so it might be easier to talk with the incoming principal rather than the one that's heading out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he um, look up his stuff, uh, connect with him on LinkedIn, AngelList, all of that good stuff. I believe in that product. Um, you know, I'm looking to drum up more interest from an investor standpoint and all different types of angles. We need to get him on the show at some point. Yes. We need to get Michael on the show at some point. Shout out to Gerald. Thanks for being our, our punching bag for the last couple of <laughs> weeks. Like, yeah, man. We say we everything you, with the most amount of love um, and miss you. Um, this is all very funny to us. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Alec for hosting all of your fight nights. Yeah, man. Y'all hit me up next time. Gotcha. Uh, shout out to John Seals. John Seals and I had a good conversation this week on awesome. the phone, which is a more, more and more rare yeah. occurrence, but we are plotting the bachelor party of 2020. Oh, so there you go. I'm on two bachelor party threads at the moment. One for Michael, 10 guys going to Vegas. What could go wrong? Um, <laughs> John is going to be, wait. can't wait for the podcast yeah. after that week. <laughs> it's canceled already. <laughs> um, and then John, we're going to go to Nola going oh, down to go. New Orleans, child, New Orleans, New Orleans. Do some gambling in the bayou. Get some gumbo, <laughs> Get some baby. Gator. Man, I love New Orleans. Like the fact that you can be in this southern French feeling city <laughs> just with all them tots and fries. Yeah, just some Cajun. <laughs> and then you get to walk into casinos and gamble. Like what? That's right. I mean, the the best spots in the world have luxury hotels and, and attractions and different things like that, but also table games. <laughs> yeah. I need to be able to hit a blackjack, baby. I respect that. So very much looking forward to that. The last time that John and I were in New Orleans was actually on our friend Jeff's bachelor party. And we, I remember one night we just stayed up all night and we were like literally at the blackjack tables at like 530 in the morning. And our friend Chen was just harassing the crap out of this blackjack dealer to get free breakfast for all of us. That's he was like, what's up? I'm, we tip you, we get breakfast. Like <laughs> they wouldn't give us breakfast to save our lives. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got more stories about. Yeah, I have a blackjack story. I can't but tell I'm not that story. Tell I ran into somebody in that casino, and um, this was many years ago. Um, but she was one of the most beautiful women I've probably ever seen in my entire life. And, and we, you can't tell us who it is. Uh, well, no, I, I don't know who it is, oh, but okay, okay, um, okay. I didn't realize what was occurring in that moment ah. was my main point. Um, we were having a real nice conversation for quite a little while, and I did not pick up on the fact that she was a prostitute. Mm. So anyway. Sorry, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, I thought we had chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Um, so anyway, shout out to her. We'll be seeing you soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Um, shout out to Dad's birthday. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing the family this weekend. Meredith and Brian are flying in, so we're looking forward to that. Nice. Give them a hug for me. Definitely will do. Um, I don't think I have anything else to to plug that makes sense. Yeah, it's, that's about all I got. All right, man. Cool. Well, thanks for episode 20, dude. Yeah, locked in. This has in. been fun. Uh, thanks to Heather for the great name suggestions and to Dean for <laughs> the herrings. Yeah, that's right. All the red herrings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll catch you guys up next week on the 21st installment of the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Carson C. Gibbons, Instagram Carson Gibbons, and the show is WKLY Catch-Up Pod on Twitter and weeklycatchuppodcast.com. That's right, and we'll catch you up next week.